from the Mount Smart faithful to the bandwagon supporters and everyone in between, we share a special bond. The Warriors. This is our year, eh? And come hell or high water, the Warriors are our team. At the beginning of the year, I was like, yeah, this is the year it's going to turn around. And after a few games, you realise that, oh, maybe not. Win or lose, they're our team. Have they got the right coach? Will the owner put up with it? The team's brought me a lot of happiness, a lot of grief, and a lot of fun. Let's go on, because this is Warriors Anonymous. Dawn was always darkest at dawn. <laughs> <laughs> Cock-a-doodle-doo, welcome to Warriors Anonymous. We are back, and man, the season is underway with, uh, wow, what a start to the season from our boys. Amongst other things, there's a bit going on, fellas. Uh, let's bring in the boys. My name is Jared Cronin. Let's bring in all of the team who was, I think you guys were all at the game on Friday night, safe to say? Yeah, boys. Good good boys, that's the way. We've got money to sauce, hey, man. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Great game, and great to see... A win from the world. Yeah. Also got Isaac Sauce. Hey boys. Cock a doodle doo there, Jared. What's up with that? Just, anyone catch that? It's just, just the lead into the, the Roosters next. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was Cock a doodle after seeing them lose to the Dolphins. But um, yeah, great game on Friday. A good crowd, a great atmosphere, and obviously uh, good to see the W. Yeah, never, never quite think we'd see a, uh, a coop of roosters getting eaten by a pot of dolphins. But anyways, uh, it's the we've also, game. Also, that's right. <laughs> also got uh, Daniel Farakura who was at the game, and also got a sneaky little birthday coming up this week. Hey, bro. Yeah, man. Kilda Fano. Uh, first of all, is this? Are we changing this to Dolphins Anonymous? The day one Dolphins. <laughs> day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Day one. Um, <laughs> day hey, that's one. to them, but no, our boys, oh, I mean, we had a little crew. Uh, the boys were there. We had 20-odd uh, crew for Warriors Anonymous section uh, at, uh, at the stadium. Uh, great game day experience. Had it all. Had uh, 19, oh, not, I was going to say 1990s, but now it was more like sort of late 2000s music experience with Zed playing. Uh, wow. And the warm up was great. It was really good, actually. Um, lots of booing. You know, lead crowds have to boo everybody. Um, obviously, lots of smash them, on the sidelines, plenty of flags, um, bit of biffo as well. Um, some obviously great football out there, too, and some horrible streaking. Was that horrible, mm. but. Um, just too much streaking. None of those were from our section, were they? Nah, 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 okay. nah. It was a bit of entertainment, but all in all, what a great night of footy. I tell you what, um, one team that has not worked on their defensive structures in the off-season is the Red Badge Security. My goodness. They, uh, they just keep showing up every single time, don't they? Fire up. I think they're really security guards in the sense. They're like, you know, they're like uni students that, you know, Try to make ends meet. I felt sorry for some of them because they looked at some of the guys and they were like, "I ain't going to try tackle you." you know, yeah. <laughs> and there's one of the security one of the security guards got picked up by the streaker and he held him, and then he was on the ground and he was just trying to hold his leg. And the guy was just standing there, and then they kind of had they had him for a bit, and then he broke free again. Yeah, he broke free. What it they was, need to do is they need to pay like uh, the local. Um, like Pretty union team. teams yeah. or whatever, like get Ori's in or get Poniki to be like the security guards and be like, all right, let's see you run around these guys. Yeah. And just, oh, yeah. let's just get yeah. wiped out. Yeah, yeah a bit of preseason training for them as well. Yeah, or just However, get 
Kifalis Kafusi on the sidelines because you see him <laughs> in the last yeah. game. He yeah. just killed everybody. You might however, see the streaking numbers dwindle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Must say that, however, it's become a little bit of a tactic. You know, we, we, we went up and it was a great moment just to kind of re, just to re-energize the team. You know, extended three-minute, four-minute breather as well. So, you know, um, it's, I think I think fans are thinking when, when I streak, it's a pivotal moment. Yeah. Yeah. So... There's a lot to be said for tactical streaking moments. Um, so, yeah, I, I agree with you on that. we just got to be selective on when we send our guys out there, which is good. So if, I, if I start streaking about sort of 45 minutes into the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just, as, just as we're fatigued. <laughs> Another key thing missing with the streakers as well is the guy on the PA not doing a good enough job by putting the correct music on, as in like the Benny Hill music in the background or some <laughs> shit like that. Just add a little bit of humor to that I reckon <laughs> all these streakers running around to the Benny Hill music would be pretty classy mm, yeah but, but they may encourage them <laughs> they may encourage them yeah. <laughs> oh man yeah well it sounds like it was a pretty awesome uh, game day and event we're going to be catching up uh, with a couple of guys who are also in attendance uh, at the game on Friday uh, that being um, Sam Hewitt the commentator for SENZ uh, and also uh, the warrior holic himself aka Zane Matsumoto, a.k.a. the taxi driver. He's got a lot of aliases, so uh, we'll find out which one we can actually call him. But uh, The transporter. <laughs> the transporter. <laughs> yeah, he even took you home as well, Buddha. Sure did, mate. He sure did. What a gentleman and a scholar, you know. So, uh, no, great man and loves his footy and loves his warriors. That's it. And we, we love him for it. Um, Moneta, what was uh, how, how did you find things being you know back at the old the old cake tin with the the boys running out there and ripping in? Oh, it's great. I mean, it's been a while since we've had a game there, and to see them live, and you just forget how big they are, <laughs> and you just like because you see them on TV, you think, oh yeah, yeah, but then you see them up front and close, you go, damn, Kossi is a bit of a unit, and so from Tohu Harris. Easy yeah, mm. himself too, eh? So that no, was fantastic. Great, great atmosphere. Um, some funny calls from the stands. You know, some things I can't repeat <laughs> from this for this podcast. But that no, was great. And just yeah, no, oh, I can't wait to see them come back again to the stadium and go watch again. But yeah, something about the Warriors fans, eh? They're just they're just yeah. different. Yeah, absolutely. A, something unique about a Warriors. bit of a, a new era for the club and a lot of new blood involved in the team like we had a whole lot of a whole lot of guys having their Warriors debuts um, Isaac who did you like out of the new boys I thought they all played um, pretty big roles in the game um, whether they were flashy or not I thought CNK was brilliant <laughs> I mean I think a lot of the calls on social media are that uh, we don't think Walshie would have stopped uh, Ponga, Ponga that close to the line or over mm-hmm. the line. It just wouldn't have happened. So um, that was a four-point play right there, and then he scores a try of his own. Uh, and that was on the back of a Willie break as well. Um, no, I don't think many of us picked Willie to start um, this season, and he acquitted himself uh, amazingly well. Like he, he seems to fit in just fine. So Could he be um, just a little bit of a sneaky Montoya 2.0? Just, just quietly, just came in without any expectations, and he's looking pretty good. Be happy with that. Yeah, he's just got um, a really direct style. Mm. He reminds me of um, who's that center that went off to the Titans last year? I can't remember. Um, from, from the Warriors, or 
Yeah, from the Warriors. He went from the Warriors and the Titans. And oh, that Titans, Patrick Herbert? Uh, Patrick Herbert. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he reminds me of yeah. Patrick Herbert. Yep. Yeah. Solid, direct, yeah, similar styles. Yeah, I reckon he played great. And, uh, you know, the likes of Walker, New Corey. Yeah, Walker adds something, you know, especially when you see it up live. He does add a little bit of speed and spark. Mm, um, yeah, good gives, speed, yeah. yeah, gives the coach some good headaches to have, mm. you know, with yeah. how do you fit in Jazz Tavanga on the bench. So uh, a lot of the newbies yeah. acquitted themselves really well. My favorite, personally, was Barnett, just because I loved seeing him fly out of the line just to knock someone's block off. Um, and that <laughs> brought up the energy of the team as well when you could see that, and the crowd loved it too. Yeah, we uh, we probably missed the chance to label it the Barney Bowl, didn't we? Uh, <laughs> the old Mitch Barney up against his old team. So we got the Barney Bowl, boys, which is a good start to the season, as well as the two points. Um, Moneta, uh, Isaac just mentioned Mitch Barnett. I know you definitely uh, appreciated what he did as well. Yeah, no, definitely. You could definitely see there's, uh, was it? Just chasing up for the tackle, like his aggression. But uh, I think it takes off. Uh, what is it off? A, a lot of pressure off Aiden Fanua Blake and allows him to do a bit more in terms of his mobility. I saw that a bit more because I thought he had a cracker game too. Uh, and uh, I, I think that just having someone there who's a kind of enforcer kind of takes that pressure off. And then uh, I think I've got a bit of a man crush coming up for a Jackson Ford. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jesus. Um, yeah, his mobility and his run on the sideline. Oh, you know, was it? I think he palmed off somebody and just, yeah. Jesus, you know, I think we're looking at someone quite special, I think, um, just the way he plays and just, you got like Barnett's aggression and you got like, uh, you got you look at Jackson Ford's kind of mobility and being able to kind of make that space but still make that yardage. So I think I think the Ford pack's looking pretty good and which allows for obviously Aiden Fanua Blake who's, who's, you know, no slash himself to, you know, really step up. So, yeah. We may need a, uh, but, a new yeah. section uh, or new segment on the podcast, which is Moneta's Man Crush of the Week. <laughs> man Crush moments. <laughs> That's it. Man Crush. I just come up, this week I have a T-shirt with a space on it. Yeah. And just like, you know, like, you know, be the crazy fan after. <laughs> <laughs> the mirror with all the light bulbs around yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Wearing yeah. a bathrobe. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Got your, your Sean Hoppy slippers on. and <laughs> <laughs> But yes, Jackson Ford, another one of those guys that we didn't really pick to be in that starting 13 mm. um, and was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, right. He, he's keeping a guy like Curran on the bench and it's like, wow, but I mean, you can't argue oh, yeah. with him. Yeah, can you? Forget it's, about all, that too, it's all on Curran. merit. So, um, speaking deep, of the Fords, Buddha, you like the, uh, the tough stuff up front? Oh, Who did yeah. you like? Oh, I mean, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like the I think, um, so I don't want to sit here and say I, I think it played out exactly the way I thought it did, but it played out exactly the way I thought it did. <laughs> um, I think 20 to 16 uh, as a game, and I thought our game would be built on the defense side of things, and I was a little bit worried. If anything, I was a little bit worried about our attack and um, – First game, and, and actually we did, I felt we probably would gelled a bit better than I expected to. Yep. Um, but there's definitely a massive, obviously a massive work on. There was, a, I think there was a period where we had maybe six or seven sets on the line. We couldn't do too much as well. But um, that probably got the sting out of, out of them in the back end of the game. Um, but look, yeah, that forward pack, I think there's just the mobility within that forward pack. I don't think, obviously, the size isn't necessarily there across the board, but it doesn't matter, mate. They... Um, 
you know, they deed well. They were, they were, they seem to be reasonably fit. I think you think about the interchange. You had a guy like Tom Ali come on, uh, for the last sort of 12 minutes, I think, as well. Now, I know you're shaking your head there, Jed, but I think it is a, a sign that everything's gone to plan in the game in terms yep. of, you had no injuries, no, no, no serious injuries, no HIAs. Yep. I think maybe, well, one with Wade, which kind of became a free interchange anyway. So if we can get to that part with having a, some fresh legs at the back end of the game, it might not be a bad thing mm-hmm. as well, um, rather than being in a position where you're blowing your ass out by 60 minutes, yep. you know, as well. So to the fact that you had the fresh legs at the end um, does cause into question whether you carry two big props like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, across the board, I thought, yeah, all forwards did well. Um I think we didn't use near Kore as much as we could have. I don't think he got as much into the game. Like I, that when he got held up um, over the line, I'm pretty sure I was just yelling, "Get it, get it out there!" Because I just wanted to see him up against some some of the little guys as well. So maybe maybe there's an opportunity there um, uh, to use him a bit. But look, we can't we can't ask for any more in game one, right? We we're resilient. We defended well. Um, I mean, we were probably all sitting in the stadium with, a, with that period where just before Ponga went off, thinking, "This is so crucial." This is, and he was, he was starting to make the difference. Say, eh? like, obviously, Chance's tackle was amazing, but you could see him warming to the task. Mm. Um, but you know, we, we held them, but we we pushed them away, and yet, yet we did get fortunate for him not coming back. But I think there was enough starch in there. Um, and then topped off by, uh, which I think is the big thing, is is the effort on effort plays. I mean, Tamari puts you know puts the pressure on um, Bradman Best. Bradman Best day. Like I think that just summarises summarises it all, mate. And, and I know that you're a big fan of him, Jed. Yeah, look, he's one of the guys I wanted to highlight. Um, I've called them as a group the other guys. Uh, they didn't really do flashy things uh, and a little bit sort of maybe understated. Because watching the game first up, I actually thought, oh, you know, Timaria was sort of quiet in general play. But I actually rewatched the game back today and just picked up a lot of the small things that he was doing, like that that chase on Bradman Best. He did a couple of those where he was the man on, like, he was the first kick chaser there. And he was uh, he was also um, directing traffic when he would do the kick chase. He would position himself but also be telling guys, you stay here, then he can't, you know, the attacker can't get around us, uh, which really impressed me. Um, and, and it's something that we've been lacking with our, our kick chase and just general hustle. Um, and that uh, we mentioned the Jackson Ford break just before half time. And I don't know if you boys have rewatched that back, but go and have a look where Tim Idea starts from because he ends up supporting down the wing, but he just absolutely gasses it up the middle to catch up with Jackson Ford and I was, yeah, really like just impressed with a, his vision for the game and also that effort It's all effort. Uh, he's, he's almost got a bit of, um, the old clean up current about him. You know, we've got, we've got two cleaners almost at the moment. So, which is great. You can't have enough cleaners, <laughs> man. Um, also a couple of the other guys, <laughs> i got to say when uh, Ed Cossey was named in the starting lineup, I was a little bit worried, um, about, you know, the, the errors and, uh, and all that sort of stuff. But man, he, he came out, he played well, he defended well. 
Um, you, you know, he saves a couple of tries on the edge with, you know, either a good jamming or, you know, pushing his man into touch. Uh, also helped as well ball. by, yeah, that's right, hands up as well. Um, and also Adam Pompey as well, who yes. is effectively the, uh, he's a bit like the Caleb Ralph, isn't he, of the Warriors. He's really the unpopular sort of choice, but I thought, man, I just, I just wanted to give him a shout because, like, man, he, he played really well. Yeah, I he did, did his job and it was like, Everyone was a little bit kind of thing as to why Vailea wasn't in there, but Pompey, man, he, he went in and he just he just performed. He stood up, so um, so that's awesome. Um, but uh, we've got a new um, segment. Uh, I don't know if we've actually properly named this or not, but uh, it's going to be like our MVP equivalent. Um, I was thinking that you know normally you have the People's Choice Awards, uh, but because it's us choosing it, we could call it the Nobody's Choice Awards. <laughs> So, oh, like, um, yeah. Or AKA instead of the Daily M's, the Daily Wars. <laughs> the Daily Wars. The Nobody Choice Award. And he does. I like the Nobody's Award. So, yeah, what we'll do is uh, each week, uh, Fano will, um, uh, the Nobodies, whoever's featuring on the podcast, uh, will provide a yeah, 3 2 1 in terms of uh, like they do in the Daily M's, the Daily M's. Um, and we will aggregate, we'll get the average of, of that and uh, have our a combined uh, Nobody's Award. So the, the Nobody's Awards each week will pick up points. Um, we might go behind closed doors for the last few rounds as well, as they do. <laughs> the um, air of mystery. <laughs> to announce the, the end, of, end of season Nobody's Choice Award. So, uh, for, so for the first round, round one, first game of the year, uh, the three points go to Wade the Chef Egan. Oh, yeah, the prestige. How good yeah. was the, the prestige, man? That was beautiful. Oh, he, he's different. I, I think we put a bit of a, not a challenge challenge, but I thought he's going to have yeah, to take control did, yeah. and we're going to have to see something out of him as well. Not that we don't see it, but I think it was just an opportunity to, to take the game from the scruff of the net, and then he did. Yeah. You know, so, um, 100%. 100%. We had uh, Chan, CNK, for two points. Um, yeah. Uh, dusted himself off after, um, you know, uh, rocky start. <laughs> rocky start. Two errors made there. Um, so drop ball, and then he got himself in a in a tackle as well that led to him not being able to wrap at the back. And then obviously um, they scored through uh, Ponga uh, ball over to uh, Fitzgibbon, I think. Um, so Chance was was made the tackle there as well, and he had to make the tackle, but he, he fullback caught out of the line. Yep. Um, and uh, Tohu. Look, I, I was a big advocate for Tohu, but uh... there we go. Sorry, I was a bit slow on the old buttons today. Better say Tohu. This goes for three years of carrying the Warriors on his back. Um, but oh, I mean, how good was that? Bit of ball playing, put Mitch to the big hole. Fifty-one plus tackles, I think. Um, just did it all, eh? So. Um, but uh, there, there could be many. I mean, we've rattled off. I don't think. Could you say anyone really had a bad game? Uh, Not really, yeah. eh? No. 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 And that, that's no. probably, you know, the blueprint is to have consistent, reliable efforts across the board mm. as well. Um, and I, I think you touched on it, uh, Daniel, before, that the resilience, like the last 20 minutes, usually I get worried. And last year there was a lot of it. But this... This game, they did not look like they were tiring. They looked, you know, they were like able to keep up. The they looked pretty fresh. So that mm-hmm. was like, 
Yeah, they were fresh. And yeah. I think, um, you know, it was a little bit, um, not, I don't want to say disheartening, but you, know, you get a little bit annoyed when they had all those sets of six on their line and they couldn't put points on. But you kind of forget that pretty quickly when we just defend four or five sets on our own line and they don't get through. Like, you love to see that because that's what really wins the, the tight games, the big games, those sorts of efforts on defense. I know it's just Newcastle as well, but, you know, it's really exciting to see um, the defense so live. It looked really well-coordinated. Um, and they're just hustling. They're just hustling to get to the tackle. But um, it didn't look like they were. there was any sort of confusion out there. Um, mm. Live, I don't know if it reads like that watching the game on TV, but it was just good to see that on defense. Yeah, like watching it on TV, you could really – I really got a, a feel midway through the first half. We sort of – we didn't start that well, um, but I was, you know, my own head, I'm just going, patience, 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 five-year plan. Let's take it easy, cool your jets. <laughs> Five and then all of a sudden we, you know, we, we get on a roll and we catch fire and I'm like, fucking yeah, we're, we're going all the way. Um, so like, <laughs> I think it's, it's one of those ones where I just saw us get onto a bit of a roll, like, like, like we have in the past, you know, and it, we haven't really seen that kind of um, hope and excitement level in quite a while. Um, but what do you think Webby would have been thinking about his, you know, his first game? Um, we've got a little insight about uh, Andrew Webster coming up uh, for his uh, coaching debut with the Warriors. But what were your thoughts on his thoughts? I think he would have just wanted the guys, and I think he sort of said that they just go out and and, and just uh, back kind of what they've been doing. Um, you know, so they you know they talk about it, the efforts they've been putting in, the processes there. They're going forward and doing, and I've heard an um, interview with him. He doesn't want to use the word process too much, but I mean, it's pretty straightforward for them that they they do stick to kind of the game plans and the processes, that sort of thing. Um, but I think one of the big things is around um, playing for each other, playing for the jersey, um, and I think he's just thinking that it's just about getting a, a group of people together that have a common bit of a common goal and want to work for each other as well. And I think. You can kind of tell by, I know it's very, very early days, but just the, the personalities they've signed and as well. Like they talked about Tamari, he talks about Tamari Martin being the biggest competitor in the, in the club and the team. Mm. So he just yep. wants, you know, so guys like that, you know, guys like Mitch Barnett, just a, 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 a uber professional, you know, in terms of week, week in, week out, year in, year out in the NRL as well. So I think he's just thinking about kind of, yeah, a group of, a group of uh, lads kind of warming to the task, and I think that's all he wanted them to do, mm. uh, and then the rest take care of itself. I, I noticed that you were a little bit scared of the word process there, and we've heard the phrase trust the process before. Uh, so I've just quickly Googled other words for process, um, and it looks like maybe the best one there could be operation. Trust the operation. It just doesn't sound the same, does it? <laughs> Maybe he needs to have trust the process, you know, and mix a bit of Warriors flair with some... Trust the process. With some, uh, yeah, NRL process, the process. The process. <laughs> One thing I want to touch on with Webby, though, and it, it looked like it at the game, too, is I'm going to call it that the Penrith plan, um, you know, with the likes of Tohu offloading to Barnett. You know, we talked about... I. I you know, I picked it at the end of last year that he'd get Tohu to play the Isaiah Yo role. And mm. sure enough, he feeds a short ball onto Barnett. Um, CNK, the way he plays is very Dylan Edwards-like, just um, workman-like, 
Um, I loved his carries up the middle of the ruck too, which is yep. probably something you wouldn't have seen from Maurice Walsh. I mean, a bag on him a bit, but but you know, you just wouldn't have seen those tough carries up the middle. Um, and I think he, he sniffed around the ball carrier for the offload. Like I think Jackson Ford had two offloads yeah. as well. Um, and yeah, you know, those extra, you know, you make sort of seven, eight meters in the first carry and then you're on hand for another 10 meter carry. Yep. And it's a massive difference, eh, getting and out that, of your um, end. On that try he got as well, rewatched that in mm. terms of where he came from. He was, again, right in the dummy half area and he just tracked straight up the middle. Yep. Just went straight line up there. You can see that. As Williamie got up there, he had to sort of, you know, chance had to kind of, you know, stop or step back just to be able to get the pass because he was still ahead of him. Yeah, I was like, that's good, man. That's that's exactly what we need, man. That's yeah, we've been for the last play. two years. We've been like, there's, there's been no support play like that. Yeah, like, yeah. like no one, no. backing up. I mean, the yeah. only one who was doing to his credit was was uh, a CHT was trying to when you play fullback every now and then occasionally, yep. but for some reason or another he he tripped over or, or overran it or they didn't get the pass. Eh? But it's so nice to see, yeah, like yeah. a Tedesco style or Dylan Edwards style yep. support run. But that's footy smarts and that's effort, you know. Um, and we weren't, yeah, we weren't getting that um, for for a couple of years now. Just no one backing up and wanting to get a sniff and in support. But um, I think Webby's recruited players and he's stamped his authority in regards to the blueprint for this team. And you could see it so obviously from the first game. It's just such a clear difference from what we're seeing now versus what we saw last year. Um, and I guess we'll see that more and more as the time as time goes on. But I think. When it keeps it simple for every single player, um, makes it a really easy game to play, and it lets Sean Johnson do his thing. Mm. You know, because we saw him run, mm. and I was yeah. out of my seat when I saw him run and throwing dummies and stuff like that. And when was we just haven't seen that for so long? Um, so yeah, being him being able to do that is on the back of everyone else doing their thing and doing it really well. Trust the process. The I'm process. I'm willing to that. I like that. Now, uh, speaking of Coach Andrew Webster, uh, we're actually going to throw to him in terms of the expense account this week because Greg Spence has got some wonderful insights involving, among other things, uh, our coach, Webby. So, Moneta, run us through this week's expense account, man. Ching, 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 ching. Yes. So, congrats on uh, Andrew Webster's first win for the Warriors. Yes. Um, he had previously coached the Tigers to two losses in 2017 and tasted defeat when temporarily coaching the Panthers on the game day last season. So that was his first mm. um, head coach. First yeah. dub. First mm. dub. Yeah. Against the Roosters and a Warriors players. Well, let me read that <laughs> one again. I'm having another moment. Against the Roosters, a Warriors players has scored the first try of the match in four consecutive games. Okay. Mm, I think this is for next week. Yep. So yeah. Are we against the Roosters? Cock-a-doodle-doo. All the time, <laughs> <laughs> all time the Warriors hold a one-game lead over the Chooks. That's crazy, yeah. Mm. Oh. Mm. I wouldn't have picked that, eh? Jeez. Against ah. the Chooks. Yeah. I think we came into the league and they weren't what they were. They were forced before that. And where there were some real lean years, eh? Yeah. yeah. And then obviously they just picked up and have an infinite salary cap. Didn't look that good, did it? Yeah. Braden William debuted against the Roosters in 2013, but hasn't played them in the 10 years since. Wow. He's a real oh, journeyman, awesome. isn't he? 
Oh, this is the Super yeah. League Shit. for a while, Williano. He went yeah. to French rugby. French rugby as well. Interesting journey. Glad he might have travel. He's a man of culture. He's 30. <laughs> okay, all right. Oh, wow. Shit. Despite some uninformed naysayers <laughs> piling into Bunty after a round one win, he is averaging 97, million, 97 meters off the bench in his last five appearances as an interchange player. 97 million? <laughs> oh. <laughs> 97 meters. Sorry. Wow. I've been looking at too many. Uh, He's on the oh, NFL money. Greg um, Spence, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, despite some naysayers. Yeah. Oh, Greg. Cold-blooded. Oh, yeah. Well, that ends your expectation. I know he's directing it at it, too. This guy, oh, yeah, I wonder. We've only all of our warriors in the numbers. I'm going to have to ask you, Greg. I'll tell you later, Greg. I'll tell you later. All right, guys. We better jump because we've got a couple of gentlemen uh, just waiting in the uh, the green room at the moment. Just wait. <laughs> we don't have a green room. Um, so we're going to be chatting to Sam Hewitt from SENZ <laughs> and also Zane Matsumoto, a.k.a. the Warrior-holic, a.k.a. the driver, the, the transporter, green. whatever The transporter. <laughs> the transporter. Jason Statham is Zane Matsumoto. We're going to chat to both of those boys uh, in a couple of minutes right here. We'll be back in a sec. Warriors and Numbers. <laughs> Uh, boys, uh, let's welcome in a couple of special guests for this special occasion. First of all, we've got from SENZ, the main match commentator himself, Sam Hewitt. Hey, bro, how are you? Good, fellas. How are we? Mate, we're doing, we're doing good. Yeah, we're, we're smiling. Yeah. Jeez, uh, I, I can see everyone's got a bit of a, a glow about them tonight, which is, uh, which is great. <laughs> Long way from glow. Warriors win. Is Sam, Sam now, are you the new, can we, is it too early to say the, the official voice of the Warriors? <laughs> we put in that official radio voice for now. I think once you okay, once you crack TV, that's when you get that title. So I'll, I'll stick Oosh. with the official radio voice. Sweet. Unless you want to give that to Kempi. He's also got uh, the the man known as many things. Uh, first of all, uh, known as the Warrior Holic. How do we refer to you, Zane? Like, uh, you've got a few aliases. So, the latest one is my stage name. You see, what? it's actually <laughs> the wife's maiden name, but like, I don't like my clients being able to find me on social media, so I never use the real uh, last name. But yeah, oh. Just don't call me late for dinner. Anything else is fine. There we go. We, we actually uh, started to call you uh, the transporter um, based on your, uh, your your Wellington adventures, <laughs> uh, mate. Tell us uh, what, what happened on game day. You were you were driving some some famous cattle. Oh, mate, I was, um, I was just, I get two o'clock in the afternoon, mate, I'm there, really amped, no one else is around, so I'm having a bit of a wander around, I see Dylan Walker flies across the intersection in this line scooter and jumps into ridges and thought, oh, I might have to just pop in there and um, head in, and there's the mad butcher, so I go up and shake my hand and his hand and introduce myself, he looks blankly, and I said, mate, I'm the guy who gave a call a few Sundays ago at like 11 o'clock for an hour, and he's just like, oh, Mate, I'm sorry, I don't remember you, but come with me. So he drags me up to his room, 
He's like, get her all ready for setting, setting up the mayor butchers now. And she goes, you got a car, mate? I said, yeah. And he goes, you're taking me to the fucking station stadium then. I said, yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I drove him and his boy Dexter there. And about half an hour later, when I went to pick up the car again, there's Monty Beetham walking down the street, like, talking to himself. Man, I can't get a taxi. I'm going to get to the stadium. Monty, you're looking for a ride to the stadium? He said, yeah. And I said, I've got you, bro. <laughs> so he jumped in his mouth. I said, yeah. I looked after all the boys. Oh, nice. Damn, That's man. hilarious. Oh, we, were, we were all cracking up at your, uh, you know, your, your photos of all these guys and driving them around. I was like, what is, what is Zane up to? Bloody uh, all over it. <laughs> More importantly, though, I did look after the uh, Warriors Anonymous um, VIP there as well. Gave Cheers, him right all the way home to the um, Kapiti Coast here. So Much appreciated, warm. bro. Much appreciated to yeah. get him safely home. <laughs> man, Matt, Zane. Better boy. Thank you, Matt. <laughs> None of them called you up after, you know, a few too many jars at 3 o'clock in the morning. Zane, can I get a lift home, mate? <laughs> can I get a lift to the hotel, like Monty Beetham? Oh, oh, how are you? I just hope the man butcher remembers me next time. <laughs> He's such a good man. Thanks oh, for the help, man, butcher. Sir. Oh, absolutely hilarious. Oh, I love this stuff. Um, now, Sam, uh, you, you did the match call on Friday night from the Caketon. Bro, uh, how was how was that experience? What's it like being, you know, back behind the mic for for Warriors home games this year? Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, I think, you know, last year we did a lot of calls from the studio. Um, yeah, we, we made a commitment towards the sort of um, halfway point that we wanted to do all the games. So we did a lot of the away games just from the studio. And, I mean, it, it's it's obvious that, being at a, at an event at a place is so much better. You just get the vibe of the crowd. You sort of ride the crowd. I know, you know, one of my sort of commentary idols is, is Rabs and he, he always said that you ride the crowd. So there's no point you getting up and going mental if the crowd's sitting in their chairs doing nothing. So, um, you get a lot more of that feedback, obviously, when you're at a ground and you can see it and you can hear it sort of spilling through the glass. And, um, yeah, it was, it was awesome. It's sort of, yeah, it's the first time I've called away from Mount Smart as well. So, um, you know, a different sort of venue and a different setup. Um, and it was awesome. It was a lot sort of closer, I guess, sort of more level to the to the field. Um, and Mount Smart, you're obviously quite high up, so you get a much more bird's eye view of it. Um, so that was a little bit challenging. You don't sort of see, I think, the, the numbers or the players as clearly when you're a bit lower because you just you're just reacting quickly to the play. So, um, but no, it was it was a lot of fun and, and um, doing it alongside George Leipold, who's a, a former Kiwi and a former Cook Island international, and he's very big in the in the sort of Wellington rugby league circles. Um, and he was awesome as well. His analysis was great. So, yeah, no, I just, I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And, and of course, great to call a win. It shows me that it's like I'm not the I'm not the bad omen. <laughs> hey Sam, what was your analysis on the streakers? <laughs> Oh, well, that was an interesting one because I um I hadn't called a streaker before except you know, we had a bunch of like, we had a bunch we had of smart <laughs> yeah we had a bunch of mouth smart I think in that um it might have been the first game it might have been that yeah, Tigers okay. game where we had a couple because everyone was obviously yep. fired up and I think Kempi might have even taken over and sort of described it but this one was a bit different and I you know in TV you're not allowed to call it you're not allowed to talk yeah. about it because they obviously don't want to yeah. give them airtime but. So I sort of was umming and whether I say something, whether I don't say something. I, I did sort of mention a few things, and I, I think there was a funny comment from um, Chris Sutton, the referee. We picked it up on the referee mic, and one of the security guards, he said, oh, he's going to get eight weeks for that because he went in with the elbow. Um, so it's a bit of banter there. But after the game, my, my tech said to me, oh, you didn't call you, – you should have called the streakers. You should have commentated it. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, mate, yeah, we're in radio. No one can see them. It, you just call it. And no one, it's not like anyone gets any, you know, fame from it. 
So you just you just and it makes it really funny. So that was a sort of a bit of a learning thing for me. I think next time I see them, I'll I'll call it like it's play by play and. You know, with 80 minutes on the clock and they're down by two points, make it exciting. Yeah, I think the, secu- the security guards look like they're having a bit of a tough time. Big eh? step on, on the security yeah. guard, yeah, yeah, yeah. the big right footer. Tony Brown, though, when he face planted into the like yeah. the sideline, like yeah. the, the signs, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, on the on the side on the yeah. on the sideline, they just went boom. Oh! <laughs> he just ran straight into it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's um, we need to. Uh, I, I think we we actually spoke um, in the first half of the podcast just about the importance of the timing of our home streakers, just making sure that you know when the boys are on the, hard on defence, or you know we we tactically just send someone out there and go, yep, go and go. We've been doing something. the interchange. It's like, yeah, uh, streakers, yeah, now roll, 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 yeah, yeah, and coming in from gate three now, please, coming in from gate three. It's, it's like a technical. <laughs> Uh, Tell them to take his pants off. Streaker yep. two. Yeah, yeah. yeah I need pants off on streaker three. Pants off on streaker three. Yeah. <laughs> I need streaker from aisle twenty nine now. <laughs> oh man! Now, boys, um, been a little bit slack uh, this week getting ready for the, the podcast, but I know that uh, Daniel's got a couple of questions ready for you, boys. So, Ooh. what what do you got, bro? I just we always like to get uh, anyone that comes on, right, is, is tell us how you fell in love with the Waz. You know, what was that, you know, what was the earliest memory or what, what really solidified uh, the love of the club? Um, over to you, Zane. I started watching Rugby League in 88 when it first came out here. I was a Tigers fan coming from a part. Um, but I think I was talking to Daniel about this, the game. Like, I'm a um, transient fan when it comes to any sport other than national sports. So, like, I'll, I'll drift between clubs depending on players. So I went from the Lakers to the Bulls to, to you know, being a Stephen Adams fan. But from day one when the Warriors were announced, even though they were Auckland Warriors back in the day, I don't know, I have no idea. And as you guys may know, I was in Japan. Like, I watched one season, then went to Japan and had to follow them virtually. So, you know, there's a, a site called Across the Tasman. You download the torrents. No, well, um, <laughs> back in the days, like, it would take about three and a half days to download the game and stuff. So I followed, followed them virtually until the um, NRL Live app came out from Fox, which meant you got every game live or on demand or whatever. So up until about five years ago, I had no idea about anyone other than the Warriors because I only watched the Warriors games. But, yeah, oh, don't ask me why. I've tried to leave her, but she just won't let me go. Bro, did you uh, did you download the games on old uh, LimeWire or something? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> that, that was that, that took like half an hour for a song. Basically, like, yeah. like that, bro. It was um, it was so Go slow. On. It was on a thing called Across the Tasman, where it's, um, it had all like Kiva had Shortland Street and all random New Zealand and Australian stuff, but it had the sport. But literally, it would take three days sometimes because it was like really good quality, and you have to, you know, you didn't have great internet access back then, so you had to avoid seeing what was going on. Oh man, it was an absolute mission. So you, you're hanging so, on so three, no days, three days, days, and then you like watch the game and we lose, and it's like Fuck. yeah. So as soon as smartphones came out, mate, it was a nightmare because before that, like I had, yeah, you had to be able to write and read Japanese to get into the. Um, news on your phone, and I couldn't do that, so I was fine. But yeah, once the smartphone came out, 
and Facebook, and you just as soon as you open it, you knew the answer, right? So, <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, so it's, that was like only my second ever game to watch the Warriors live, and I've only seen them twice, both at the Cakedown. So I can't wait to get up to Mount Smart this season. Oh, nice, 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 mate. Who are you going to drive up there? <laughs> yeah, we've already had a chat about that. On the road again. <laughs> I was thinking about asking Tyrell Lomax to come up and see if he could br- put it, bring his boots with him. I reckon he'd go right at eight. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Sam, mate, how did the love affair with the Wars come about, mate? Yeah, so, I mean, I was only I was only two years old in 95, so um, definitely can't say I'm a day, day winner. Um, but, yeah, I, funnily enough, when I grew up um, sort of through high school, I've always been obsessed with sport, and through high school I had um, my whole room, my whole bedroom was just decked out with posters and, pe- and like, shirts and jerseys and stuff, just all sports. You, you know, you'd think it was like a 30-year-old man cave, but I was 14. And... Um, I funnily enough had the had like a '94 jersey, you know, for my uncle that I think he had given me, or maybe he had given my brother, and that was hanging up there for years. And you know, I, I always watched the Warriors, always sort of passing, but I wasn't a giant fan. But it was just funny that I had this '94 jersey, which is you know extremely rare now. Like people would die for those sorts of jerseys, and it was just there sitting there. I didn't really know what it was, but I do remember in um, in '02 in the grand final, I would have been um, about nine years old, and I was actually on a like a soccer football trip up to Auckland and we were driving back and um, the guy's dad was obviously a massive rugby league and he had it on in the in the car. And it's just so funny, like I've got a pretty bad long-term memory. I don't remember things from when I was a kid, but I like vividly remember Stacey's try um, being called yeah. on the radio. Um, so, you know, like I said, I've always, I've always supported him. I've always watched. It's always funny. I see memories come up on my Facebook. I went to America after high school for a year and um, my memories from, from that pop up on my Facebook are like, oh, I can't believe I'm watching the Warriors over in America. This is great. And, you know, that was during the 2011 grand final. So, you know, I think I've always um, had them in my conscious, but I've, I always was a rugby guy. I always um, sort of gravitated towards being from the Waikato, the Chiefs and the All Blacks. Um, but then, yeah, I think it was sort of shifted maybe, I want to say, 10 years ago now, where I really started getting into the NRL, like watching a lot more games, not just Warriors games, but watching other teams and suddenly realising that, hey, this game's way better than Union. Um, and, yeah, it's sort of taken off since then. And then you start playing fantasy NRL and that all of a sudden you're watching every single player minutely and um, trying to work out who's the best. And, yeah, so it's sort of all, all grown from there. And then I'd say whilst I've been a fan most of my life, it really sort of took off probably about 10 years ago. Um, and since then, I've just, you know, I love love them. Even when they lose, it's like last year they got the worst, you know, equal worst record they've ever had, and I still just wanted to watch them every game, and I still wanted to support them. I just, it's such a good brand. It's, it's not even just about, and you guys will, you know, this will resonate with you fellas. But it's not even just about, um, you know, the, the team playing on the pitch. It's just like the colours of the of the club are great. You know, like blue, red, and, and green is such a cool colour scheme, and like. The, the culture around it, the community around it, the way we used to play, you know, up until about five years ago where, you know, it was like Warriors ball and we had our own distinct style. It's just there's so much more to it that so many Kiwi sports teams just don't have. Um, and that's, I think, why you get 16,000 people showing up in Wellington when the team's been pretty poo for, for the best part of 10 years, you know. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't think any other sports team gets I mean, some figures came out, right? It was like... Um, at the at one of the Super Rugby games, they had like you know ten thousand, and at the Breakers or something, they had X, you know, and, and the Warriors had the most. And it's like this isn't even a team that 
is winning, you know, like it's, I mean, I know we're all excited, but I think that just shows how, how cool that community is. And um, yeah, I just, that's, that's what I've been obsessed with and, you know, for the best part of 10 years. Yeah, you just look across, eh? like even in town the next day, uh, the build up the whole week in, in the city, you just warriors fans out of everywhere, eh? like across all different demographics, uh, all different levels of, well, or, or uh, ages of Warriors kit. The amount of Warriors yeah. kit you see across the board, you know. I mean, obviously, you know, Jazz uh, summed it up. You know, we had more jerseys and trophies last year. But, <laughs> but like, the, like even at the pub, eh, at, at the Duke of Wellington pre, it's like all eras of jerseys as well. So you're right, Sam. I think um, there's something about the Warriors, eh, that kind of mm. transcends right across the country as yep. well. And, um, you know, and I guess it's nice to not... I know as if they can continue to, to build something as well, um, big if, then we know those bandwagons uh, start to fill up, eh? everyone starts to jump on as well. So, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, uh, you're right, you summed it up. It's a great brand. Who were the um, players that you had on your posters on your wall, Sam? Um, well, no, not rugby league players, to be clear. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo was there. Um, yep. Very young Cristiano Ronaldo with the blonde tips and the sort of, you know, that, that <laughs> tips. it was sort of a sunny bill where it was like a mullety sort of bat that was spiked out and then it was like the fade on top. It was just such a, like a, like a mid-2000s, like, like sort of 2010s um, athlete look. So I had a big proto of Cristiano. I had actually had, so funny story, um, Lance O'Hire went to my high school, not at the same time, but, you know, he's a, a St. Paul's boy from Hamilton. And um, they, him, Ruben Wickey, and I think it might have been Stacey came to our school and did a talk. So I had a, uh, gee, what would have that been? Maybe 08, um, 08 Warriors poster signed by... Mm-hmm. Um, Stacey, Ruben, and, and Lance, um, that was hanging in the wall. Um, but, yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, um, I had a random Chiefs sort of game day program where I cut out every individual photo and like, put that all on the wall. Um, yes. Yeah, there were, there, were, there were a lot. And then a couple of musicians as well. It was just, yeah, there's too much going on probably and a bunch of, bunch of jerseys and I love shirts. it. Yeah, Zane, who did you have, bro? Like, uh, I, I'm feeling pretty my age Samantha here, but Fox. <laughs> <laughs> Samantha Fox, that's taking the back old school. Oh, Sam's not going to know. No, actually, you know, you, you wouldn't even know who Christina Applegate is, man. Christina Applegate, no. yeah. man children, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, Kelly Bundy, oh, mate, like, oh, what was I? I was 21 or so when they came out, so I didn't have too many posters at those ages, <laughs> those days, mate. But um, yeah. Back when they first started, mate, I think like my first one I really got excited about was Brandy because I was like one of the, 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 the teams I'd followed back in the day was a bit of the Panthers when they won that year and like the, the Blues. So I was pretty uh, pretty smitten with him. It was a pretty big signing, eh, when you think oh, about it. Yeah. You, you think about some of the guys we had there back in the day, though, like Phil Blake and oh. – well, you forget like they even played like John Kerwin and Mark Ellis, bro. <laughs> Mark <Yeah>. Carter. Mark <laughs> Carter, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I look at that uh, that brandy signing, and I'm like, "How did we do that?" But you know, obviously, it was uh, it was the right time and place. I actually learned um, before the game on Friday that uh, Tia Ropati had actually played in the very first game, the foundation game of both the Newcastle Knights and the Warriors as well. Brandon. So wow. yeah, I was like, "Wow, that's that kind of mind boggling." I saw him in a photo with. Bit of an 80s mullet going on, playing for the old Henny Penny Knights. And I was like, oh, yeah, okay. There's, uh, there's a bit more than, uh, than we knew, um, which is, yeah, which is kind of cool. Um, 
Boys, what did you think of the uh, the game? We'll start with you, Zane. What were your uh, your overall impressions on uh, on Webby's first foray uh, as the Warriors head coach? Um, I think it kind of reinforced what we'd all kind of been talking about on Facebook and that there that you saw the SG ball games, um, the first trial against the Tigers, where it was all about effort. You know, the, we hadn't seen that effort, the line speed, the fitness, the passion for a very, very long time. I mean, we're going, was it 2018 under Corvo? We had the fitness, but I still don't believe we had that same level of passion. And talking to Martin Devlin, of all people, the other day, um, and he was asking me, you know, what do you expect? And I was going through, he goes, bullshit, mate. He goes, all you want is for them to win, and you don't care how they'll do it. And I said, you know, you're right. I honestly didn't, I just thought, as long as we win, and it was, you know, three minutes in. <laughs> yeah. How do you not look at the TV when you're in a crowd? But, mate, after that, just the effort that we saw, the line speed, you know, Mitch Barnett, that guy's crazy when you see him in, in real life, you know, the, the speed that Dylan Walker was running into the line at for a guy his size. Just the effort and the passion and the every photo or video I've seen of the players before the game, during the game, and after the game. You can just see they love it as much as we do. That's what I'll take out of it. I mean, I can't even remember, like, you know, the bad parts of the game because their heart and passion blocks it all out for me. Mm, nice. I um, just want to make it clear, uh, as a podcast, we do not condone, condone any sort of violence. However, I was quite encouraged by the fact that when things got a little bit dusty, Dylan Walker was right in there, oh. and the rest of the team flooded in as well. I was like, yes, boys, this is part of what we've been missing. Um, Sam, bro, what did you like about the uh, the team? Yeah, I um, I guess I sort of put my head in my hands when um, Fitzgibbon went over in the first minute, and I thought, you know, all this hype, all this positivity that we had seen, <laughs> and it's like you score a minute, and, and you just thought this is going to be classic, this is going to be Warriors, we're going to, that's going to deflate us and, you know, we're going to, we're going to get pantsed. And so that to me was probably, I mean, there's a million things we could talk about, right, in terms of individuals and in terms of, you know, defence and attack, et cetera. But just the fact that we didn't let that derail the game so early like it always would, I think was the biggest sticking point to me because I was literally prepared to call it a Warriors loss after that first try. Um, and like, I've got a lot of faith. Trust me, I've got a lot of faith. So used to, and, and it's just, it's, you know, most, is the worst place. So the ability to bounce back from it and then to keep going, obviously the whole 80 minutes, because we know the 60 minute mark comes around, that's when we don't know what we're getting from the Warriors. So um, the fact we stayed in that for 80 minutes and we're competing for 80 minutes and sh- almost shut them out for 80 minutes was, to me, the most encouraging thing. And and Zane's right, um, you know, the the all the videos that came out during the week and, and just what you saw in the field was that we had 17 guys who genuinely wanted to be there, who wanted to play for the club, who wanted to put passion into the jersey. And, you know, I think the fact that, I, it was after about 20 minutes or 25 minutes where you're just so used to seeing Warriors guys in the line um, on attack, just resting and walking back, you know, whilst, you know, Ken Malmala or Fussy Tua took the first four or five hit-ups. You know, here here we were where the guys were literally jogging or sprinting back into the line and we just had a full set of 13 just ready to go. And that was, to me, you know, another sticking point of – and that's attitude. Like, I know fitness – of course, and they do look a lot fitter. Um, but attitude as well, it's like they were fired up, they were ready to go, and even when they were behind, they still 
put it out there rather than letting it get to them. And obviously the Tigers game, I was about 30 minutes in when I jumped onto the podcast and they came out guns blazing against the Titans, but the Titans scored two quick tries and it was like they, they sucked it out of them. I don't know what the mm. score is now, but it sucked it out of them, whereas for us it just didn't. <laughs> um, and I think that was sort of the difference. So, yeah, that, that was probably the most encouraging stuff for me. And like I said, you know, we can talk all, heaps about individuals and that, but I think that was sort of the few things that, yeah, was, was sort of stuck in my mind after after Friday. Given your age, you're probably slightly too young to know the movie Rudy, but mm. what you're describing to me <laughs> is a team <laughs> yeah. full of Rudys. Yeah, yeah 100%. <laughs> But we've got, you know, we've got guys who are, are you know, pretty sizable as well. I was kind of impressed by the fact that our Ford pack stood up. We, we got, we got some good units in there, good strong yeah. guys. Like lots of, um, lots of what I saw last year was we kind of got manhandled a lot in a lot of games, especially when, you know, things got tough. But, um, I, I find that encouraging. Zane, uh, what are your thoughts on how the Ford pack are going to be operating? Uh, I, I guess let's look at the uh, the next game coming up against the Chooks, the Wounded Chooks. Damn, um, how do how do you expect the Fords to, to target this one? I think the thing that interests me is like um, you, know, you always sit there and count the seconds that we're able to hold the guy down in the tackle versus what other teams are able to. Um, how has it taken us? 27 years to get a wrestling coach <laughs> because you can clearly see that um, it's a different type of strength we've got now. Our ability to stop those guys, hold them up for that second to let your D get um, set, then drop them onto the ground. It all seems very controlled. So um, they remind me of Adi Savia. They might not be the biggest guys, but their you know, power to weight ratio seems, yeah, <laughs> um, seems, it seems good, but. There's some big units. They don't, you know, Ford, mate, that guy is an absolute yeah. monster. And mm. the speed as well. So uh, Mitch Barnett, um, I think, you know, a few people were probably worried whether he could match it at prop, but, mate, his defence, like, you watch, do you guys see the um, the Dolphins game tonight? Mm-hmm. Yep. And you so can that. kind of see that um, he plays a very similar role to Lodge, right? But he's much more effective at it. And yeah. he goes for longer, and he's more controlled. He didn't knock himself out twice. So um, <laughs> I honestly think we can match it with any forward pack in the comp if we play to our potential. Yeah, that's a good call. And it's funny because going into the weekend, I was like, all I was really thinking about was we need to win this game against the Knights. Must win. Um, I'd sort of almost written off the next week and gone, all right, we'll win this week. Probably lose, probably lose next week. But Sam, all of a sudden, I'm looking at this game thinking, mm. we, we could be a chance here. Oh, absolutely. Like, we, if we, yeah, step up like the Dolphins, I mean, like you said, wounded Chooks team. And I think just I was looking up there and, and whilst um, Zane was speaking, because it was something that I picked up on during the game. Um, and if you look at the stats from Friday night, so average play the ball speed for the Warriors was 3.2 seconds. For the Knights, it was 3.9. Now, that sounds minute of a difference, 0.7 of a second, but from all the stats of all, like I look at every time I call a game, that's a massive difference. You, if, if you cool. if you play slower, you'll generally see a team's average play ball speed, 3.2, the slow team, 3.5, 3.6. Yep. Like, it's not a lot of difference. That's a massive difference, you know, like 0.7 and, yeah, yeah. and getting close to a second um, is is huge. So yeah. I think to Zane's point, like, and that we know what slowing the ruck down does, you know, teams don't get sp- speed off the back. And if you're talking about guys like Caelan Ponga, 
that's where they thrive. The whole game, he was standing in behind the ruck. He wanted quick ball. He wanted quick play the ball so he could run off the back of, of a hooker or whatever, and he just wasn't getting it. And I think that was such a massive key for us. So, you know, I like Webby's clearly gone for that um, mobile, more mobile forward, thinking that that's where sort of the game's heading. And I know um, he did a he did a podcast late last year where he basically said that that the game's moving to, to being quicker with the six again rules, et cetera. And so we need forwards that are it's moving away from just these giant, big-bodied humans. So in that regard, I think we've almost got the perfect forward pack for that. If he's right, and that's where it's heading and that's how he wants to play, well, he's nailed it in terms of who he's got in there. So um, it's going to be difficult because obviously you've now got a Rooster team that has lost when they should have won, so they're going to be... Yeah, they're going to be. It almost reminds me of like the Crusaders last week, and I hate to bring rugby into this, but it's like the Crusaders who lost to the Chiefs, and then they just come out and absolutely pants the Hines. Like I just hope that the Roosters aren't. You know, it's not just that one bad game that's that the Dolphins have allowed them to have, and now they're just going to absolutely come out and steamroll us because I genuinely think if we play how the or take it to them how the Dolphins did today, I think that's almost the blueprint for how we can topple them. And shit, if we can beat them. You know that that's I had them as the premiers. You know, so if we can beat them, I'll, I'm I'm starting to sound the horns that you know top eight is very very much on the cards for for the season. So TBC, yeah. it's it's an amazing yeah. It's just such a huge shift within a couple of days. All of a sudden, uh, it's almost like everything we knew we we don't know anymore. Yeah, <laughs> which is and uh, I think so, and I think, of, a part, I think a part of that as well. And it was it's not just the Roosters game. I think the Panthers game as well has showed me that. For the last few seasons, yes. the top four teams have just been – the top two teams, but the top four teams have just been so much further ahead than everyone else. And it was almost – you talked about from from five through to 16. And the top four just – you almost talked about in a separate conversation. Whereas this weekend's just showed me that, man, we're back to that, like, every team on any day is going to beat any given team. And we don't really know how that top eight's going to look, you know, so – a lot of the pundits are saying that, eh? A lot of the pundits are saying this is going to be like the most tightly contested season we've seen in a long time. And you mm. see Panthers get upset, and then you see the Chooks get knocked over. It makes you start to believe that too and gives you a little bit of faith in the Warriors that can cause some pretty big upsets, eh? Mm. I mean, if yeah. you look at this, I don't... You look at the Panthers' last two years, right? Probably, I don't know, 11 of their starting 13 could play State of Origin, or probably all of them could. But the the few players they've lost, the um, Eels have lost a couple of key guys. If I look at the at East, you know, they're probably two or three injuries away from being middle of the road. They've got some outstanding world-class players. South of the same. Latrell Mitchell in there, they could go all the way. Take him out of there. So from that aspect, I don't think any of the teams this year have that same, you know, 11, 12 guys who, who could or should be an origin. So it comes down to if you play like the Dolphins did or we did, where you just get up in their face, you disrupt them. You know, Ponga, two, you know, um, plays from him effectively got them two tries. When else did they look like scoring against us? If you can defend like that, no one's going to have time. So it gives me hope. 
They talk about the um, obviously the new team, Dolphins coming in. So the, the you have to build players out of that, and then so that to distributes players across the league. Obviously, the salary cap is doing what the salary cap should do, right? Um, unless you're the fucking chooks. Chooks. <laughs> <laughs> they got uh, producer Matt. Sorry, bro, but um, <laughs> you know, obviously they got Cattle coming back. You know, they'll have um, Joey Manu back next week. Um, they'll have no, 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 no. Um, the week after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It stays round two at the moment as well as Angus Crichton will be back at some point, I think. Yeah, maybe. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a maybe. Yeah, Look at the injuries, bro. Like they lost guys again tonight. They just and that's just been their problem. I mean, like my I've always had the philosophy in the NRL that like almost the number one box tick to, to win a premiership is to stay relatively injury free you know like you look at the teams that have won the comp over the last 10 years they're literally the teams that have almost lost no one you just can't compete if your best players aren't on the field but actually more to the point I think on Friday night like the interchange for us is amazing I mean Dylan Walker was arguably one of the best when he came on we've got quality guys like Josh Curran coming off the bench and that's going to make to me the biggest difference against a team like the Chooks because in the past like I said you'd stick with them for however long, and then you get a relatively weak interchange coming on or you wouldn't get a, a punch that you needed and the team all of a sudden gets on the top of you. So if we're competing with the Chooks and then we're bringing on Dylan Walker, like how we how he played on Friday, and we're bringing on Josh Curran, well, gee, that's – I mean, you're, you're playing yeah. a 17. You're not playing a 13 and then mm. an extra four, you know? And, um, and, and I was saying – Yeah, sorry? No, sorry, I was, I was just adding to that. I was saying about the depth. So you're talking about, like, that's not on the bench, but off the bench. Mm. Like, you've got mm. Jazz Tavanga. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And so, you know, the injuries, yeah, I think the depth thing's a big thing. So injuries, to probably Zane's point, is I don't think we are one or two away from being, you know, cast aside. We, we sort of do have players that can fill in, whereas, yeah, you look at the Roosters and if they lost Brandon Smith and if they lost Tedesco or whoever, then all of a sudden they go from premier favourites to, you know, maybe six to eight type thing. Um, yeah. It's also in game as well, eh? Like, I mean, you know, we got the win. Um, but they lost Rizal early as well. Yeah. Um, and then obviously they lose KP at the end. So, like, I, I mean, I think the guys, the boys deserved it. They played really well. But, I mean, in in game, that has a massive effect, eh? Mm. And, and I just yeah. noticed, and I didn't realise, um, and I thought it was a, it's a bloody good rule, is that now... If you have two HIAs, regardless of foul play, you can activate the 18th man. Okay, 18th man, which is, yeah. Which is a smart play because, I mean, you don't want that. It's unlucky to get ruled out HIA, right? And, and it's important they're doing that, but also you don't want to diminish the game with a, mm. you know, I think there was a couple of games last year where, you know, Para might have finished with bloody just, just the 13, no bench yeah. the whole, whole game. So, mm. But it also brings fatigue into the game and back to perhaps your point, Sam, maybe it is about the smaller guys, the fitter guys, the mobile guys. Um, one play which got me a little bit excited and I text the boys about was when Jerry Marshall King, I mean, been hit, not hitting the dogs, been in the dogs, where the dogs been going shit. Has an outstanding game, but he, he he picked out Lodge. Lodge was a bit lazy getting back in the line. He skipped past Lodge out inside to, to the hammer and over. So, yeah, I think there's some things like that that, I think we can exploit and, um, mm. you know, our smaller men, and we've also talked about it before, some support play, seeing Chance run out the middle 
and take a ball. We haven't seen offloads. Yes. Can I just claim the Chan's try? Because in the commentary box, I had said about two minutes earlier, Chan's been relatively quiet the last uh, ten or fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can send me uh, some cash in the mail for uh, for helping your TAB account if you. He, you he was listening on the SENZ app. Going, he was, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, the earbuds in. Challenge accepted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure you, Sam. <laughs> Quite <laughs> digression, guys, mate, but um, how ridiculous is it to see how well the SG ball and the New South Wales Cup guys are going mm. that have literally been together since just before Christmas? It's, yeah. it, uh, how much depth is there, actually, that we just haven't been able to tap into for the past couple of years? So, you know, I was so worried about, you know, the, the depth at prop until you saw those guys against the Tigers, um, Zion and the likes, and seeing um, Kepu at the game on Friday. I got a photo of him, and literally, I come up to about his elbows. His shoulders, <laughs> just so <laughs> wide. You know, so th- that really excites me. I mean, I hope we do get to see a little bit more of those games televised because, you know, all the Warriors at least putting out some info to get to learn about their younger players because, man, give it, oh, you know, three, four years if they can be patient with Webby. I'm getting did excited. You say, did you say dynasty? That's actually a pretty sweet segue as well, bro, because um, I do know that from my dealings with uh, New South Wales Rugby League uh, that they're going to be televising or streaming, should I say, the uh, SG Ball game in a couple of weeks' time. Panthers versus Warriors. Yes. So um, I have it. I have it penciled in. Hopefully, are you commentating? Uh, I'm hoping to. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hoping I can jump in and, uh, and and call a few things for that game. But um, that's that's still to be confirmed. But it's been penciled in. So. Fingers crossed, fellas. I'll allow you. crossed for you some, uh, for some notes there, Sam, bro. Like, uh, <laughs> happy help happy us happy. out with uh, saying what not to say and whether or not we, uh, you know, we should actually uh, commentate the streakers. I'm, I'm, I'm keen for that as well. Do it. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, awesome. Hey, um, fellas, thanks so much for your time this evening. Um, I know you've got uh, plenty going on. Let's let's quickly run through before we let you uh, head off. Uh, we'll start with you, Sam. Bro, what have we got uh, coming up from you, uh, you know, in, uh, on the SCNZ um, platform and also whatever else is going on? Yeah, so... Um Gee, the, this week I'm so I'm still down in Welly. I, I chose to stay on a few days, play a bit of golf. Uh, going to link up with Zane tomorrow. He's going to give me some lessons. Um, so a little bit of golf, and then uh, yeah, I'm back. Uh, I'm sort of back at work on Wednesday. So yeah, I think uh, exciting thing for us obviously is is the, is the partnership with the Warriors. So we're uh, really stepping that up in the next few weeks. So we're going to have basically regular segments almost every day. Um, I think on Monday, Webby's going to come on with the Breakfast Boys. Um, obviously, running it straight on Wednesday, we're going to have players and coaches. Uh, Thursday, there's going to be like a, a deep or a um, preview with um, either Stacey or or um, or like Justin Morgan or Richie Agar or one of them. And then um, something around team naming. So lots of like Warriors-focused stuff, which I think is awesome for us. Of course, yeah, commentating every single game this season. So whether we're uh, in the studio or uh, at Mount Smart or wherever it is, um, we'll be doing every single game, which is which is also exciting, and uh, yeah, hopefully just doing a crap ton of rugby league because uh, I hate talking about rugby on air. <laughs> oh, mate. It's, it's really really exciting. Um, I have to hit up uh, Ruben as well and say, hey, bro, I'll be at the Roosters game on Saturday, probably about eight beers deep before the game starts, but uh, I'll go and slur some words on the sideline if you want, man. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, we got to tap into that for sure. Yeah, use our Aussie Tories. 
<laughs> uh, and Zane, mate, uh, what's going on? You're on you're on YouTube. You're on Twitter. Tell us yeah, what's, mate, what's going not, on. You're, you're everywhere. I used to remember back in the days of radio sport, and I hear the regular guys. Um, there's another Zane Ash used to call up every day, and Graham and the like. And I used to be really endless. You know, I was too scared to call. When SENZ started, I made a pledge to myself I was going to get used to speaking on the radio and um, became a bit of a regular there and um, got a taste for it. So I've always wanted to, to make a bit of content, so I made a um, you know a conscious life change towards the end of last season following the Warriors that I was no longer going to be the angry fan. <laughs> I was going to reinvent myself as this positive, passionate, balanced um, fan and it was like, I have to thank you guys so much, like, for, uh, you know, purely by chance listening to Smithy on SENZ that heard um, Jared and heard about the, web, uh, the Facebook group and jumped on because for years I tried to keep other Facebook gr- groups going and there's just so much anger, you know. Um, so getting together with you guys really helped me, like, um, you know, launch this new balanced, passionate, positive um, warrior persona. So, yeah, I've decided to give the YouTube a bit of a go, putting up the, the weekly reviews and previews and bit on Insta there and Twitter. Again, like just trying to keep every everything I go to make some kind of sarcastic or negative comment, I just delete it. I don't push send. I'm just trying to bring, bring the positivity. Um, so check it out, mate, the, at the Warrior Holic on all the platforms. Um, and check, check me out if you ever hear it, but I'm pretty sure I've been quite quite good so far this season, and I hope it continues. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the blood pressure of the wife and the kids will appreciate it, man. I tell you, they, they literally all leave like the, the house. It's like they scatter. What are you doing, Warriors? Okay, see. You? <laughs> <laughs> Let the door hit you in the ass. <laughs> oh, I love it, boys. I love this positivity, good vibes, and uh, man. I, I think it's yeah a sign of exciting times ahead. So just one um, quick note, Jared. Like I, I heard you made that comment, or maybe it's a, um, in a message that it's really awesome to see all the Warriors um, um, creators collaborating and getting together and kind of supporting it because it's you know it's a small market. You know, none of us are ever getting rich off of this, but you know I think when you have a chance to collaborate and you know just share the love, it's so much fun. Um, so thanks so much for this opportunity because it's so much more fun literally having a chat with you guys rather than talking to myself. But uh, <laughs> we'd love to have you, have you guys on the Warrior, Warrior Holic at some stage. But, yeah, oh. thanks so much. Bro, we, we'd, we'd love to. And I'll, I'll also just uh, have you know that we are becoming um, heavily wealthy from this uh, particular podcast. <laughs> Yeah, when, no, when, I've, I've been told, you know, that, that I've got to see my bank account after this or something. Does that to you, Jared, or I'm, I don't know who's paying? <laughs> straight to uh, straight to money, mate. Yep. Um, yeah, don't buy Bitcoin. Just invest it all in the Warriors to win the, the grand final, mate. It's paying better than Bitcoin. True. True. <laughs> Bro, Lachlan from the platform like sent me a text and said, "Mate, jump on the um, the dolphin seven dollars fifty And I said, "No fucking chance, bro." He did it. Uncle Wayne, Godfather. Yeah, I love it. Awesome boys. Well, hey, thanks, uh, thanks again for joining us. We'll uh, we'll definitely be chatting to you fellas at some stage uh, in in some way, shape, or form. But um, other than that, have a uh, a wonderful rest of your season, and uh, we'll catch you soon. All in, boys. All in. Cheers, fellas. Awesome, man. Sam Hewitt, 
and Zane Matsumoto, aka the Warrior Holic slash the Transporter. Um, <laughs> boys, uh, big round two coming up. Um, let's go. Actually, before we even look uh, to finish that off, what's the uh, what's the current status, Isaac, with the um, the, the fantasy scores? Because oh, we might look that up now. We because might have some... I think the top scorer for this week so far, the Gold Coast game is Gold Coast Tigers game is still uh, kicking on right now. But um, with eight hundred and eight hundred twenty-four points, is King of the House. Oof. First name Kyle. No other details available. But more importantly, I think I am still beating Spoonie just by Oof. a sliver, by, by about thirty points. But um, yeah, fantasy is all go. Let's check into the draft comp. And I think I'm playing a person that just hasn't selected a team, so I'm winning, (laughs) so that's all that really matters. And um, yeah, I'm not able to check the rest of the teams. Oh, yes, I am. Um, Go with the bush shirt. I think you're the top point scorer so far with a completed team of 584. Ooh. uh, This is the draft one? This okay. is the draft comp. Yeah. Yep. What's the um? How long to go in that Titans Tigers game? Because there's about twenty five minutes left. Oh, Are you sweating? I'm, I'm gone. I think I'm gone. There's old um. There's, there's uh, three players currently uh, in play for the uh, the Raiders Wannabes, and mm. I think they're only twenty points behind. So I'm uh, probably toast on that. Thanks to Ronaldo Muli Tunnel. <laughs> Not that I'm bitter, I'm just slightly bitter. Anyways, um, that's a sweet, sweet fantasy, baby, update. Ooh, we'll, uh, we'll keep you up to date with the um, the results of that throughout the week. And Man, it's so cool having the, uh, the different competitions going on. So, uh, Speaking of competitions, we've got the, uh, the round two game coming up at Allianz Stadium against Ooh. the Wounded Chickens. The Roast Chickens. Let's go a quick hard on now before we bounce out of here, boys. Uh, we'll start with you, Moneta. Hard on now. <laughs> Round Ooh. two. Win in the chicken coop. Mm. I will say hard everyone, but it'll be a tough game because I'll have some uh, troops back, like Joey Manu. And he's a big player. <laughs> Is he back next week? Potentially. If he's back, him and Jared. He'll be the... He'll be the game changer, I think, Jerry Money. But I think we could win this if we stick to the same formula. Mm. Uh, Isaac, Haruna. Oh, oh, <laughs> hearing that they're going to get those players back and Roosters don't play that badly two weeks in a row. I think they just got a bit ambushed today. Uh, I'm almost a no comment. It's just going to be a dead, a dead even contest. I can't even go hard or nah. Can nard. I do that? Can I do that? It's going to be really tight if the Warriors can, can keep up. But, um, yeah, Roosters just don't play that bad two weeks in a row. Yeah. He's yeah. saying, nah. I'm saying. I think he's saying, nah. I'm saying. <laughs> if you don't say hard, nah. then you've gone, nah. That's it. You've gone, nah. You've actually gone, nah. <laughs> there you go. It's been ruled. Yeah. Yeah. Go on, yes. report, boy. You're on report. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I'm going to go for a little hard. <laughs> Just not, uh, yeah, hard. Um, I think the Roosters, notoriously, actually, the Roosters 
take time to build into the season, and that's a Robbo thing mm. as well, get combinations right as well. So it's not actually too bad striking in there. It's not like a Melbourne storm, right, where Bellamy gets him firing from round one. He tends to build them into the season. So they were playing them earlier, and they looked a little out of sorts in parts. The halves looked a little bit out of sorts as well, although uh, both individually really good players, mm. you know. Um, but, yeah, there's it, definitely some there's some wounded chooks, though. I think there's some they'll be carrying some injuries too. So Victor Radley looked like in the wars mm. as well. So poked eye, head knock, he might be out. Um, so, yeah, we've got to back the boys um, if they can just – and they'll be, they'll be galvanised by – the effort, so yeah, it's a hard. I like the fact that the um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back the. I mean, there's two ways you can go if you're the Roosters. You can either bounce back in a big way or still be a bit low on confidence. So I'm gonna go with the low on confidence approach, uh, and and just think that we can probably target them on the edge. Their their edge forwards today look vulnerable, and I, I thought Jackson Ford, Maratha Nukore, Josh Curran, whoever's going to be running at these guys, we can we can cause problems for them. So I have switched it. I've gone from a straight nah to I'm going hard. I'm going. <laughs> I'm, I'm now hard. <laughs> You're hard. Yeah. It's good that you can get, get hard pretty quickly. So, yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's good at this age, isn't it? Uh, <clears throat> anyway. <laughs> Uh, boys, let's, uh, let's jump on out. Uh, it's been an awesome, uh, awesome episode with the, uh, the guys coming on, um, Sam from XNZ and also the Warrior Holic himself. Good to chat to him. So uh, you can catch Warriors Anonymous. We are on Insta. Uh, we're on Twitter. Uh, we've got the Facebook group. Uh, we're on YouTube. We're on all podcast platforms as well. So, uh, yeah, give us a listen um, if you're not already. I mean, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, anyways, my name is Derek Cronin on behalf of Moneta Sauce. Isaac Sass and Daniel Farakura. Go the Warriors! Oh, that's it. Good. Kind of came there, Dan. Yeah, that's good. I like that. <laughs>